This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. I hope, I sincerely, sincerely hope that you just watched probably the best, one of the best document sporting documentaries that you will ever see. Skip Bartman, the, the legacy that that man left for the LSU Tigers. If you're just listening to us on the podcast as I'm pointing to my hat. Changed the way and woke up the sleeping giant that we all know that is LSU. Yes, in baseball, but in football. Made Mark Emmert. Made LSU. Made Richard Lipsy. Made the boosters. Go out there and pay for Nick Saban. Pay for other coaches. Do buyouts. LSU winning is at a premium, and it came from the big guy, Skip Bertman. We will talk about, we will talk about Coach Skip Bertman and the Hold the Rope documentary. Uh, what are your before we get started? What is your favorite one of your favorite parts uh, of Hold the Rope? We'll put it up on the screen. Put the hashtag as Blake. But what a fantastic, fantastic documentary! Hopefully, it inspires. And I'm going to tell a little story about Hold the Rope. I've actually mentioned that story on our podcast before about going to a, uh, a coach's clinic with Skip Berkman. He'd say, well, we'll talk about it. The big guy. But that was a very fun – I'm going to go back and watch it tonight. 
No, just no doubt. I'm going to go back and watch it. Uh, we also will be talking about some other LSU baseball news as they take some, the series against Texas A&M. Can they make a push in the SEC tournament? Let's hope that this gets the guys fired up. These guys that are on the team now. Hey, this is what LSU baseball means. It's not just about you. It's about everything that came before you. We'll talk about some LSU baseball. LSU football update. We'll talk a little LSU football. I kind of made a little bit of a post. Uh, LSU might be expecting a big-time target offensively to return, as we kind of reported this past week. We'll talk on that as well. And T.J. Finley, the former LSU quarterback, T.J. Finley, transfers to Auburn. I'll give a little bit of my thoughts about that. But before we get started, guys, we got to pay some bills around this thing. We want to thank our good partners over at Believe Podcast and everything it is that we do, and none better than our good friends over at GM. Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or go see them over at 2500. Florida Boulevard and our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you about BetOnline, and as the sport bet, the sports mobile betting world is about to take shape in the state of Louisiana, none better than our good friends over at BetOnline. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting action. They have you covered for all the scores, news, odds, and updates. It's the best way to place your bets. Get ready for when it passes in the state. Go sign up. It is free, and you will get 50% off your first deposit as a welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. All right, let's get started. We'll get to the comments as we do, as always. Ryan Thibodeau says, hashtag hold the rope. I mean, he was Skip Burtman. So, so let's say this. Skip Burtman was the greatest coach in LSU history. It's not Nick Saban. It's not Ed Orgeron. It's not Paul Maneri. It's not Dale Brown. It's not anybody. He is the biggest sports figure in LSU history. Whether you m- – maybe <laughs> – I you know, you could say Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow is a Heisman Trophy winning guy. I mean, the national championship. But Skip Burtman's success, winning five national titles in 10 years, five national titles, getting to them multiple times. And, and, and we, we could sit here and talk about baseball, right? We could sit here and talk about everything that Skip Burtman did on the diamond getting new facilities, Skip Berman drive, everything he did. But, guys, he affected LSU even as an AD. The simple fact, Mark Emmert, the NCAA president, will come on this documentary and talk He talk about he changed the culture of LSU athletics. He did that. Skip Berman did that. And everything that Skip Berman was about. Yeah, the Rudy Poo that we would come out to find less miles, but less miles won a title and got to another. He got to one a title and got to another. It branched him out to wake up the sleeping giant of LSU football and hire a guy by the name of Nick Saban, going and spending a million dollars for a college football head coach that nobody in the country was doing. Nobody in the country had did. Nick went to national title, and then the rest is history. Everyone followed. Listen to this. 
Skip Bartman not only changed baseball and college baseball forever, he changed college football and how college football was ran. You go spend spend big money for everything that you do, facilities, coaches, getting everything in there. As Gus Malzahn sits in Florida with a $21 million buyout because now you have athletic directors followed by Skip and everything that he did at LSU. So don't tell me that Skip didn't captivate everything that we know about college athletics since the year of 2000 because he did. Skip has talked about before, too. That in 1999, they talked to him. And the quote that Mark Emmert gave Nick Saban is from uh, 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 the the quote that we know came from Skip Bertman. Sports is the front porch of the university. I can't do a good imitation of Skip. I just can't do it. But I tried. The big guy. What an emotional... What an emotional thing to see a guy change a program. What You know, you guys know I hate this what-if game. What if that reporter from the Herald, the Miami Herald, doesn't call the new athletic director from LSU and say, hey, hey, I got a guy. His name's Skip Burton. He's at Miami. I mean, the list he gets from the Board of Supervisors when he gets hired saying, hey, you're going to do all this. The wax on, wax off. I mean, just what a fantastic, fantastic uh, documentary. Robert Plaisance on Facebook says, love the Skip Bartman documentary. I'm sure as everybody did. Carl the Cat Dunn says, nice hat. I appreciate that, Carl. Uh, Mikey said, Mickey, Mikey says, hey, guys, sorry I haven't been on. Just came home from deployment and bought a new house, getting all moved in, go Tigers. Well, it's good to have you back, brother. It's good to have you back. Brandon Reese says, hey, Blake, as an LSU fan, I just saw the Skip Bartman documentary, and it proved that he's the best coach in LSU baseball history, SEC history, and college baseball history, not even close. I think that there would be a debate for a Nick Saban and a you know Paul, uh, a Paul Bear Bryant. But what I would say, though, is Skip doesn't even – I would say as a figure – As a figure, again, I don't know if the SEC has had a bigger figure when it comes to how things are changed. Guys, again, Nick Saban, LSU spending the money, getting a national championship, didn't win one uh, until uh, 1958. They come all the way back, and we know what LSU football is. Changed the culture. Skip has five national titles as a head coach at LSU and two as an AD, the one in 09 uh, with, with Paul Maneri and that team and one in 07 with Les Miles. Just unreal, man. I wish he could – I mean, some people are saying, you know, it, it shows how far LSU baseball has fallen. Well, yeah. You know, Bear Bryant, when he was at Alabama, look how far they fell until Saban came here. I mean, it's not – I'm not saying LSU baseball can't ever do this again, but nobody has had the dynasty that LSU baseball's had. Nobody. Not even close. Um, Mike Bazile, our financial advisor, says, Bergman, the big guy. And Adam Burroughs says something that we can't say on live or we'll just get popped. So, Adam, we do see your comment, uh, but we can't say it. Esteban says, go Tigers with a – Pablo Escobar uh, logo 
and a Texans logo on the shirt. I like that profile picture, Esteban. I like that profile picture. Carl the Cat Dunn says, glad they did this documentary before Skip went to uh, that big Alex box in the sky. Yeah, I was telling that to my wife, and I don't mean this in the wrong way. You know, God bless him and, and, and knock on wood. But you, you, I'm glad he got to see it, right? I, I, I'm with you, Carl. I mean, the most, again, the most influential individual that, will ever, that has ever graced LSU athletics. <laughs> it's 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 nuts, man. And they won. You know, it, it's crazy to hear what his players said about him. The fa- the funniest part with me is uh the uh, bird when he said uh Skip comes out to the mound and he's pitching, he says, Hey bird, give me the ball. See, it's not your fault, you see. It's my fault. I recruited you. You know, like <laughs> it's that kind of funny stuff. You know, if I if I'm LSU, if I'm an LSU baseball player tonight. Just how I would have done it. Uh, I would go find a rope. I'd go find a rope. And I would hang it in our dugout. Hold the rope. Quick story. Very, very quick story. There is a um there is a a um camp that that he used to do every year, right? And LSU, and LSU baseball has done these camps for forever. And I remember and they talked about this in the documentary and being at that baseball camp and Skip would go up to the, the guys that are at the camp. And, and and a side note, very quick side note, he would have that camp so he could see the talent that's in Louisiana, right? Like that was his big recruiting ploy. So he would go on and he would ask all these kids. He'd go up to, you know, this kid, this kid, this kid, and he'd be like, hey, kid, if you're hanging off a cliff and you're holding on to this rope, who do you want on the other side to hold on to it for you? And all these kids would say, you know, I want so-and-so because he's the strongest. I want so-and-so because he's got big muscles. Uh, I want so-and-so. I want Todd Walker. I want Big McDonald because there's LSU All-Americans. And Skip would say, no, 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 no. And one kid, I guess he had been to a camp uh, a couple of times, and he said, Coach, if I'm hanging off at the side of, uh, side of a cliff, I don't care who's holding. And this kid's like 16, 17. He goes, Coach, I don't give. I don't care who's holding on to that son of a bitch as long as they hold on to it. He's like, Kid, I bet you've been in my camp before. And the kid kind of chuckled. But that's just how Skip was. He was more of a a a a motivator and got the best out of you. And yeah, he was a great baseball coach. The things that he did, but guys, baseball changed on Skip Bertman, right? Like it changed the big bats, gorilla ball, and kind of like a Nick Saban, and kind of like some other coaches. Look, even Ed Orgeron has done this. When the game changes on you, because the game does change on you when you when when you coach that long, he adapted, and he was a pitcher's coach. He adapted. He goes, you know what? We're going to hit a crap ton of home runs. Get up there, get on base, hit a bomb. They had guys hitting 30 and 40 home runs. Unreal, man. Absolutely unreal. Uh, Blake Schilling says, hashtag ask Blake. Surprisingly, I saw this. Feinbaum wrote a positive article on the 2021 football teams. I didn't see this. Uh, Have a chance to read it. No, I didn't see it. I thought you were going to talk about uh, him talking about Skip Bartman. I did see this. So let's get into a little football talk here. Everyone joining the show, we greatly appreciate it. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to some groups. I saw that Saturday Down South and Athlon Sports um, posted this thing about their best coaches right now, and they had uh, Nick Saban. Okay, it is what it is. 
Jimbo Fisher, I think that there could be a debate there because, look, he does have a national title. He has been a really winning, a really good coach. He's won a lot of games. Uh, don't know if I'd put him at two because he hasn't really won anything in the SEC. Uh, but then they had Kirby Smart, Dan Mullen, and then Ed Orgeron. So when we talk about from this national narrative, right, when we talk about from this national onslaught, of when I come out here and I get all red in the face and I get pissed off and I say these Rudy Poos, these Rudy Poos, don't respect LSU or Ed Orgeron. They don't. Dan Mullen is 2-2 two and two against Ed Orgeron. 2-2, two and two, okay? Ed Orgeron has a national title, an SEC title, and has won the SEC West, the toughest division in college football. Dan Mullen has won the SEC East. He's won the SEC East. So to say that you can put him above Ed Orgeron is trash water. I'll have the debate with you with Jimbo. I don't want to get in that debate and that argument. I think I'd put Ed over him right now, but it's it's not as egregious. Kirby Smart has gotten to a national title. He's won the SEC East a couple of times. He's 0-2 against Ed Orgeron. It's, it's, it's unreal. The amount of disrespect that Ed Orgeron gets nationally. Sometimes it comes to a head. Sometimes it comes to a head. And I know that, you know, kind of getting some information from some people, they might be influenced to write stuff like that. But the question that I always bring up is if you're influenced by your bosses that are national sports writers, national sports uh, 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 places, why are they? Why are they... Picking LSU of all these places. Just an interesting, a very interesting thing to, to, to think about. But I didn't see that. I, I think that Paul's, look, as much as people trash Paul Feinbaum, and I, and I mean people trash him, he's not, there are some things he's wrong about. But go look at his preseason and where he has team slotted. He had LSU 2 I think in 2019, and people ridiculed him for it, said there would be a toss-up between him and them and Alabama. I mean, I'll have to go and read it, but I agree with him. I think the LSU is talented at every position, and not only are they talented, they have a lot of experience. Guys, there's so much experience on this team. It's funny. It's funny. This D-line is going to be the heart and, and, and uh, soul of this team, and that's what's crazy about it in and of itself. All these kids returning, absolutely crazy. Kenny says, I'm a little late, got off of work, uh, but I'm in the house. Cool, man. <laughs> cool. <laughs> we appreciate the update, Kenny. <coughs> uh, Ryan Tibbs says, this documentary is long overdue, in my opinion. You know, it is. Sorry, guys. Hold on. <coughs> Uh, it is it is long overdue. It was long overdue. And I'm glad that Skip got it before, you know, he talks about meeting your maker. Uh, I'm glad he got to see it, you know. I'm glad he got to see it. Kenny Russell says, Blake, LSU gets most disrespect out of any college team in the country. You know, I, I, I want to um, – Kenny – the, the, the crazy part about that is I don't know if I want to – I'm not trying to be biased when I say that, and I'm not going to – I'm going to continue to read the rest of your comment here. But I think it's true. You want to write national articles about a school, why is there multiple ones about LSU? Is it because we get they get a rise out of us? I mean, but come on, man. If you're going to put Kirby Smart and Dan Mullen 
are Dan Mullen and Kirby Smart above Ed Orgeron when they don't even have winning records and Ed Orgeron has a national title at the school that he's at? I mean, come on, bro. Well, Blake, he went 5-5 five and five during COVID. Kirby Smart wasn't that good in his first year. He wasn't that good. And the truth is, is that Dan Mullen doesn't have a resume that Ed Orgeron does. Ed Orgeron's 13-4 against top 10 teams. Three of those losses come into the University of Alabama and Nick Saban. Three. Come on, bro. I mean, it's, it, it's a joke at this point. It's a joke. Ryan Thibodeau says on YouTube, I was waiting for the hold the rope to be uh, in the dugout in Hoover. If it were me, if it were me, I would do it. I would I would I would get an Uber. I would go, hey, bring me to a Walmart, go get a or, or a Home Depot, get a rope, cut that some bitch off, get six foot, five foot, four foot, whatever you want to get, and put it up in the dugout. Hopefully it gets these guys a little motivated. We'll see. I mean, you really young team. Really, 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 really young team. Uh let's see. Brad uh Brandon Reese says almost meant uh, that he is the best baseball coach in the SEC history. That he is. There's not a doubt about that. No doubt about that. None whatsoever. <clears throat> None whatsoever. Uh, Barrett says, uh, ask Blake, what's up, man? I hope y'all realize, I hope TJ does good as far as my Twitter response. I just figure Bo will be the starter there. Yeah, talking about TJ Finley, I do think that Bo Nix will be the starter. Uh, at Auburn to start the season. I'm going to tell you this: if you we heard from the last thing we heard from TJ was is that he wanted to go to a program that was going to give him the ability to start right away. Um, with that being said, do you really think that TJ was not told by Brian Harson and people of that staff that number one, either he's not going to start or that he's not going to push or they're not going to rotate or that whatever he was told, and I, I feel that he was told the, the, the beginning of that uh, of that statement, that he can come in and he could start. It's the only reason why TJ goes to Auburn. There's no connection there. There's no coaching connection. Brian Harson comes in. No connection whatsoever. We'll be interesting to see if they offer his uh, brother, uh, Cody, in the coming days. Um, let's see. Kenny says, Feinbaum is still mad about the 1997 College World Series, LSU 13, Gump 6. You know what's crazy about that is Paul Feinbaum actually doesn't – he's a big Tennessee fan, believe it or not. Believe it or not, he's a Tennessee alum and big, um, big uh, 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 Tennessee fan. Jonathan on Facebook says 188 home runs in that 97 was a record. Yeah, and it's not going to be touched. Right, like it, it's just not going to be touched. I mean, because baseball has changed so much, and, and let's not let's not act like the game did not change on Skip because the game did change on Skip. I mean, the bats got better when he in the later part of his season or uh, season later part of his career, and he adapted. Hey, we're gonna go get guys that can hit. <laughs> I mean, you you get guys like Terrio. I mean, Cressy. The the best I like the last part of that. He goes, I I, I went up to Brad Cressy and Brad uh I went up to Cressy and he uh Cressy tells a story which we all just saw. He goes he goes, Hey big guy, he's gonna throw you the curve. Like just the way that, the cadence in what Skip does. He's gonna throw you the curve. Go with the pitch. 
And then Skip's like, I thought he was going to roll over the curve. I'm God, he's just a classic. Just a classic man. Wonderful human being. Brian and Annie Pitton on uh, YouTube says that SEC story was awesome. That it was. Ryan Thibodeau says, hashtag ask Blake, did you watch a, the, the video game of LSU versus UCLA on YouTube? No, I did not. I don't really watch that stuff. Um, I'll play it, but I'm not going to watch it, you know. It's not going to watch it. Travis Dice said, Tony Weaver. Where you at, Tony? What fine bombs say? He had on um, he had on Skip Bartman today. It was a great interview, and he was very humble. Look, it was he was very humbled to have uh, Skip on. Talked about Skip as an AD. Talked to him about as a, as a coach, and talked to him about um, Nick Saban picking his brain. You know, there's a, uh, a probably about forty. I was told there's about forty five minutes that we didn't see that got cut out of that film. And Nick Saban said that he used to pick Skip's brain about stuff and learn so much. And, and Nick said it. He goes, look, I, it was finally I had an AD to understand what I was talking about. And, look, Skip was a big part. And, and Nick has said this before. He was a big part in helping him uh, uh, um, in what he was doing. Now, he didn't hire him. Well, actually, he's got two national titles. Right? Correct? Yes. I mean, he just didn't hire Nick. That's nuts, man. I mean, the man could let's see five, another base, another one in baseball, two football. The man's got eight national title rings as a coach or AD at LSU. Unreal, un, just unbelievable, unbelievable. When you're at the, and it's not like a lot of coaches get rings when they're assistants, but this man was at the highest, the highest of highs, bro, the highest of highs. He is he is the epitome of LSU athletics. And we we have to accept that. And he's been out of the spotlight, which um no one's talking. All right, I see this question here. Scott says, any news on Eric Gilbert? So I know that we have talked about this. Um <laughs> I know yeah, I know I even made a post. Uh and and if you didn't see the post or the Twitter thing, it was a picture of Ed Orgeron kind of giggling and Jake Pete's kind of like I don't know what you call it, like blue steel, like, oh, hell yeah. Um, we talked, and, and, and I'm going to say this, we talked about it three times last week about Eric Gilbert. Uh, I'm going to tell you this, unless something off the field um, happens, I think that there's an extremely good chance that Eric Gilbert is going to be on this football team next season. I think there's a really good chance. I'm not saying he's back yet. Um, I know that we've kind of been hitting it over the last week. Again, talked about it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I do think that, there, again, there's going to be a good chance that Eric Gilbert, from what we hear, is going to be on that team. Um, talking about holding the rope, right? Um, something magical is going on here with this kid. Not just from an Eric Gilbert standpoint. When you – have an individual that struggles. And it's like the old, you know, I don't I don't want to get into your faith. I don't not trying, you know, people have their own faith and walks of life. But as what I believe, the good book says, the prodigal son returns. I'm not saying Eric Gilbert's the prodigal son. But it's 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 like that instance. When you love a kid, when you when you have a connection, you bring him back. If Eric Gilbert comes back on this team, when? Let's talk this into existence. When this kid comes back on this team, 
and he has good he has a really good season and does good things for LSU. Ed Orgeron better get credit for it. He didn't have to do what he did. He's getting a lot of help from teammates. Um the bond on this team is really is really interesting. Very interesting. Gonna be very excited to see what happens with Eric Gilbert. I think academically he will be fine. And really the truth is is the only place he was probably gonna be fine academically anyway was LSU because it's really hard to do what he was trying to do and transfer, but the kid has has made it so far. We'll, so we'll see. We'll, we, we, will, we will see. If he does come back, if Eric Gilbert is on this team in 2021, watch the out. You understand, you understand what I'm telling you? Max Johnson and Eric Gilbert were on the same middle school team. Could you imagine playing that team in middle school with Max Johnson and Eric Gilbert? There was a funny thing that Brad Johnson said one time. Uh, Max's dad, we all know who Brad Johnson is, former uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback. He he told Max one time when they were on the team, like, hey, you you can't always throw to Eric Gilbert. You're going to have to throw it to some other kids. And Brad uh, 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 Max said, the shit I can't. He didn't say it like that, but the hell I can't. I'm going to keep throwing it to him. They have a good connection, and, and look, he's been a good leader for Eric Gilbert. It's going to be good to have that kid back because when, if that kid comes back and if it does transpire that way, then tight end is a position where you're like, you know what, we have the depth there. Jack Besh is a guy that's coming in. Uh, the Sheed kid from Mississippi is a guy coming in. Uh, you have Cole Taylor that's already there, so you have a lot of depth. Guys, again, this team is extremely deep. I, outside, I, I, I was going to say, you know, outside of Joe Burrow, but shit, that's a big – Outside of Joe Burrow, outside of the, the the best college quarterback that we've seen in the SEC's history, um, this team feels if you if you take Joe Burrow out, and I'm not I, just stay with me here. That team in 19 had a lot of depth, a lot of good talent, a lot of seniors, a lot of seniors, and a lot of draftable uh, guys on that team. This team has a lot of the same. A lot of the same. And look, the SEC, outside of Alabama, the SEC is, got, is, a, is an older conference. A lot of older guys returned outside of um, outside of Alabama. Travis Dyson says, Coach O is 2-0 against Kirby. Yeah, which is so weird. You know, every time, every single time I see something from Saturday down south. And, you know, we had on Glenn Gilbo, what was it? two or three, four weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and he was on Saturday Down South on one of their podcasts talking about LSU. And every time, at least for me, I'm not accusing them. Let me, because as our platform is expanding and my DMs get larger with people from a national media standpoint and they send me DMs, let me just say this. I'm not trying to trash Saturday Down South. However... From my perspective, every time I see something from Saturday down south, when it when it is about LSU, it is not a good piece. It's never something good. Not good about their team, not good about their coaches, not good about this, not good about that. Always Rudy Poo. Always trash water. Roderick Duga. What's up, Roderick? Says, O deserves more respect and as as does our Tigers. But it all works itself out during the season and let the haters hate. That's true. That's true. It's very true. 
you know, even if Ed Orgeron wins another title, I feel like they'll find a way to uh, diminish him in whatever way that they can. Let's do this very quickly. Let's get to a very quick break. Very, very quick break. We'll take some more of your questions inside the comments. We'll continue to talk all things LSU. But, guys, you got to go see my good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at GMFS Mortgage. Buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with my good friend John Patton from GMFS Mortgage today by sending him an email at jpatton at gmfslending.com or giving him a call at 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. With all of the money that John is saving people on their mortgage that they have now, they are so glad that they're able to be partners and good friends with John Patton. GMFS is changing lives. So give them a call today at 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. And tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino at AYS, since you own by it. Our good friend, Mr. Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. If you want the best-looking yard in your neighborhood, Richie Roche and his crew is going to get that taken care of you today. Again, that's 225-937-7220. Tell me, good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino, since you on by. All right, I just got sent this from a friend of mine. Uh, Eli Ricks just posted something on Instagram or um, what is this? Or Twitter. It says, um, from Eli Ricks, kill all that rehab talk. We back on the grass now. Ain't been on the field since last year. Thank you to everyone that helped me get healthy. Been a long six months. But I'm ready now. I will make up for lost time. There's some, I'm telling you, man, there's something brewing about this team. Something brewing about this team that it's just <laughs> crazy. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. It's not going to be last season. This this is a 10-win team. If anybody, with a, if anybody with a pulse doesn't see that, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Bear Granger says I probably told them told him he can have a chance to compete for the job. Talking about um, talking about uh, T.J. Finley. Of course they did. Of course they did. That's exactly what they told him. And I and I would say that they even told him that they're leaning to starting him. I'm telling you, man. He did not uh, listen to me. Read between the lines of what I'm telling you. They told that kid that there's a good chance he's going to start. Regardless if it happens, I don't know that. What happens on the field, we'll have to get, you know, J-Boy on here to talk about it. I don't know if he starts. I don't I don't follow Bo Nix and break Bo Nix down enough right now, and maybe we'll get, you know, more in the SEC as we continue to expand AYS. But I, you know, I'm not a fan of Bo Nix. I'm not a fan of his game. I'm just not. So, we'll see. Very quickly, on TJ Finley. The kid had, what, six, seven uh, seven touchdowns in five games, total touchdowns in five games. Knicks had 12 and, and what, uh, and what 11 games. 12 and 11 games and seven in uh, for TJ in five games. With a, with, you know, so let's not act, act like Bo Nix is just head and shoulders above TJ Finley because he's not. He is not. And what, how's Bo Nix going to react to a new coaching staff? We don't know that. Ryan Thibodeau says they had no defense 
and your boy Brennan had three interceptions. Who's that against? Who are you talking about? Who did Brennan – I don't remember Miles Brennan ever having um, three interceptions in a game. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Lamar Williams says Ryan Terrio the only – was the Ryan Terrio was the only reason I watched LSU baseball. Yeah, him and Mike Fontenot was a great one-two punch. I mean, I remember, you know, when I was coming up and seven, eight, nine, ten, and my brother watching and following LSU athletics the way that he did really molded me um, to be such an LSU fan. And my brother's a huge baseball fan, huge. Played it all of his life and just huge. And so I remember those Terrio teams, man. Ryan Terrio was one of my favorites. Cressy, uh, who else was on that team? Then when in 09, when I was 19 years old and I played against all of those guys, I mean, it was unbelievable. Ronald Barnes, what's up, Ronald? He says, hashtag ask Blake, how does Trey Morgan get first team all SEC on defense, but second team all, uh, all SEC? Um, can have a phenomenal tr- uh, year as a true freshman. Um, Ronald, I agree with you here, and I don't want to um, diminish Trey Morgan. Because I think <laughs> the kid's just – he is next level. The kid can, is going to play at the next level. Um, but as we saw in the series last um, last week uh, or this past weekend, the kid Frizzle, Frizzle from Texas A&M, I mean, what, has 20 home runs? I mean, that – and is hitting over 350. The kid's a first baseman, man. And I don't – I didn't see the first – I didn't see the list. I was really busy today. I don't know if he made first team, but I would assume – I would – let me. I'll find that Ronald because I didn't get a chance to see that today, um, and he didn't even make. Look, here's the more. Here's the bigger thing to me about Trey Morgan is he wasn't an SEC freshman of the year. He should have been the SEC freshman of the year. They gave it to the kid from Vandy and oh la di da di da Vandy and all that kind of bullshit. That kid should not have been the SEC freshman of the year. Trey Morgan got snubbed from that. Let's just call a spade a spade there. Let's call a spade a spade. He's got he's got a better average. He's got more hits. He's a better defensive player. Trey Morgan is that kid from Vandy. So, but he's on a better team. So I mean, it just makes it look a lot better. I think he's got more. He scored more runs than uh, Trey, but that's because that team has just been so much better. Had the ability to score more runs, no doubt. Ryan says, "What's eating Gilbert's grapes? Nothing." Uh, Brandon Reese says, "Getting Gilbert." back would be huge for that offense this upcoming season. It would be, and it will. It would be, and it will. Look, he's going to play all – you can put him at the X, you can put him at the Y if you don't want to know what X is. X is the one fall receiver on the outside of the numbers and or outside the hashes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then you have Z on the other side, and Y is usually your slot guy, and then your H, Z, or, or H and Z will be the guys that – normally will be in the slot y and z uh and h back however you want to how whatever in the shit they want to call it i mean there's got so many names for the guys in the slot and how you do things but yeah you can put him in a slot the one thing that he does need to work on though however um the one thing he needs to work on is run blocking guys we i don't know if we remember just how damn good thaddeus moss i talk i've talked about this for a year or a year even more than a year, even since we started back to live videos. Thaddeus Moss, although was good at catching the ball, that kid on the line of scrimmage, it was a different ball game. It's a different ball game on that line of scrimmage. 
the way that he was able to attack the running game was just unreal. Unreal. Um, let's see. Kenny or David says, um, if Gilbert does come back, do you see LSU using a two tight end package? No, I maybe in the red zone, short yardage, maybe, but no. Mm-mm. No, I I mean maybe they will. And, and look, Jake Peets wants to get Jake Peets wants to get some of the you know more pro style packages in third and short. I mean you could see it, but as an every down thing. Yeah, you could probably see some packages. The question will be, will, would you put – this is what I would probably do. Do you put Gilbert and, ja, uh, Gilbert and Jack Best there? You know, if you have Gilbert and Best, two guys that are extremely physical, and we've heard from Mickey Joseph that Jack Best already has packages installed for him at that H-back spot. Look, that kid – I know people say that he doesn't have a fr- the frame to be um, – the frame to be 220 pounds. I don't believe that. The kid's 215 already. Get him to 220, uh, 225. Let him be in that H-back slot. The kid is freaking ferocious. Do you understand what I'm telling you? If you smell, I'm, that kid is a just, he's not a three-star. Jack Besh is not a three-star. Let's get that very much understood. So do you put that in a two-tight end, tight end kind of set? Here's a, here's the problem with Jack Besh that nobody's talking about though. I want to make this very clear on May 24th. What is that kid going to do if you put him in H back? What does he do on the line of scrimmage? Guys on the line of scrimmage in the SEC is a different beast than playing at St. Thomas More. It's a different ball game. Completely different ball game. Those guys are men. Doesn't matter if it's LSU. Doesn't matter if it's all. And look, he's going to get some experience at LSU with that D line. But you got big guys at Alabama, Auburn, uh, Ole Miss has gotten some defensive linemen, but they really need to get better there. Um, Texas A&M has some horses on the up front. Florida always has guys in the NFL from that D line. It's a different beast from playing. Pro- and look, St. Thomas More is great. Not. Rudy pulling on them. It's different from playing private league for a ball than it is to playing in the SEC. It is what it is, man. And I and Jack Besh never had his hand in the dirt blocking an SEC D end. So we'll have to see how he adjusts to that. That will be the biggest thing. How does he adjust to that? Kid's versatile. Kid can get up the field. He's extremely physical. But will that physical? He's gonna if he's gonna be an H back, he's gonna have to put on weight, and that's what I don't think people understand. He can't stay two fifteen. No, Jack Bash cannot stay two fifteen. Uh, David says this team gets a vibe like a two thousand nineteen team. Yep, we we talked about that. That's true. Uh, and and uh. Ryan says that this team, this 21 team is on a mission. And Alex King says Gilbert is versatile enough to play in the slot. He is versatile in the play in the slot. He's versatile to play wherever in the, wherever in the hell you want him to. He's versatile to play wherever you want him to. Let's see here. Ryan Thibodeau says uh, that, was a, that was on that video game, Blake. Yeah, I don't really watch it. Craig Schilling says TJ can thrive at Auburn. LSU has a scouting report on TJ, so I'm not worried about facing him. I just don't want to see that big bazooka go up against him. And, look, TJ doesn't have a lot of – I mean, there's pressure at Auburn to win, but I don't know if there's a lot of pressure on them to win immediately. You know, like 
when LSU came, when Ed Orgeron came in, there wasn't a big pressure to 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 win. I mean, yes, beat Alabama, but you, we gave him a couple seasons and he won. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Plaisance on Facebook Live says Will Frizzle from AMM was first team uh, at first base, and look, I didn't see it and already knew that he was. Okay, the kid had what 20, 19, 20 home runs, and so I'm not poo-pooing on Trey Morgan, but when a kid hits 20 home runs in today's day and age, that's just light years above everybody else. He's going to be a first-team guy, and quite honestly, let's call a spade a spade, deserves to be a first-team guy. If you if you hit 20 home runs, you deserve it. Unless a guy hits 21, then okay, but he deserves to be a first-team guy, with no doubt. Uh, Kenny says, Gilbert blocked really well against Alabama. He did on some instances and watching that game when he was going like if he went up against a backer an outside backer that normally rushes we remember those guys like Terrell Lewis um I forget another one of their D, uh outside linebackers he did good against the linebackers got slaughtered against the DNs that's where his game was just like ugh, wasn't good Juice Washington says hashtag as Blake with the rest of the recruits joining the team Who's a new name to watch in reference to what juice? What what like in reference to what's a new name to watch in recruiting or what's a new name to watch in this team? I think if it's this team now, I think that you have I mean, Major Burns is a part of this team. I think Major Burns, like we talked about Saturday and when he committed, is going to push for a starting position. Um so I think that in this class, Major Burns is a guy that we should look out for. We'll 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 see. Um, it's really weird for wide receivers, though, right? Because you could come out and say Chris Hilton or Brian Thomas or who Malik Neighbors, whoever. That that wide receiver room's deep, man. It's deep. You know something else? I just thought about when I was think. I see some comments about Besh. You know, Devontae Lee's another guy you could put on if he can bring the weight on, but he 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 got the weight off. Look, I think that kid's going to see some playing time now. I think that kid's going to see some playing time. Um, Drew says, Thad Moss blocking during 2019 Auburn game was the difference. It was the difference. And there's multiple games when you – look, I <laughs> I was kind of joking with some guys on Twitter about LSU and Alabama being the biggest rivalry in the SEC, which I believe that it is, and I don't think that it's close because right now, because of its importance, not saying history long term, as of right now, it is the biggest rivalry. And even what he did against Alabama, receiving and blocking, I mean, that kid on the having that kid on the line of scrimmage in, in your run game, it's like having a six offensive lineman that can catch the ball at a very high rate. That's scary. That's another thing that made Gronk so damn good. Gronk was a physical guy that could catch the ball, that could get up the field, ran good routes, but he was just such a damn good run blocker that when he would fake a, a run block, he'd fake an inside zone, you're like, shit, I got to get ready for this, and then he would release. So that's when you have the guy that can do that, just so versatile in what you want to do with a tight end. If if Gilbert can do that, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Um, so we'll, we will see. Juice says, I would rather a uh, have Jack as a big body wide receiver versus him in a small tight end. I can see that. I can I, I can see that. I mean, they've already talked about that they have packages for him at H back. If you're gonna put him there, get him to 220, 225, 
see if he can do some stuff. I mean, look, Thad Moss was 231, uh, and we we talk about him and his run block. But he was a willing run blocker. He was a willing run blocker, and Jack's never done that. So, again, we talk about Jack Besh going to tight end, and he can gain all the weight he wants, but until you get them hands on a DN or, uh, or you know, Andre Anthony, a B.J. Ojolari, it's a different ball game. Like Conor McGregor said, it's a different ball game when you get hit by me. It's a different ball game. It's a different ball game when you hit that SEC uh, DN. I'm telling you right now, even at Southeastern, when we play a team, we play a team like a Mississippi State, I've, I preach this so much, it's a difference when you hit a Fletcher Cox. It's a different ball game, man. <laughs> Think the kid's so talented, though. Let's not get this twisted. Kid is uberly talented. Um, let's see. Let's get a couple more. We'll get out of here. Garrett Gotro, what's up, Garrett? He says, hashtag ask Blake, when do they release seating for regionals? They um in it in it Wednesday or Thursday? Or no, is it Saturday? I'll have to check that. I'll have to check that. I think it might be Saturday. I thought for a second there I was thinking um for uh the SEC tournament, I was like, well, they're already out. But I think it might be Saturday or Friday, whenever it ends. Whenever it ends. I'm looking at it right now. Hold on. Yeah, man, I got 72 notifications on Twitter. 72. About half of these are um, Eli people tagging me in the Eli Rick stuff. So when you ask me, Blake, did you see this? Did you see that? Did you see this? Did you see that? Guys, I've been doing a show for 49 minutes and I have 72 notifications on Twitter. <laughs> no, I didn't see it. <laughs> I don't mean that in a wrong way. You know, you know I love you guys. So when people say, well, Blake, you didn't, you didn't message back or anything. Guys, I'm sorry. I just don't see it. <laughs> I'm not going through 72 notifications. Just not. LSU Deck Man was up uh, on Periscope Twitter says, didn't he have a Hunter Kill as a quarterback signee a few seasons ago? Who's that? Who? Uh, Mark says, who are the walk-ons on QB this year? They have a couple, but nothing really worthy because one of them is a third string when Brennan comes at a grad transfer in the fall. Well, he's already a grad transfer. Miles Brennan's already a grad. I mean, let me let me – reemphasize this because I know someone's going to say Blake says Miles Brennan's a grad transfer. If he transfers, he would be a grad transfer. So he's already graduated. He could tra- he could be a grad transfer. There's nothing stopping him from transferring. Even I mean, so <laughs> Look, I, let me say this too. A lot of teams only have two quarterbacks on their roster. Let's also get that understood. Ellis what else you had in 2000? Look, Ed Orgeron has done a good job at managing, uh, I, I, I feel, um, in managing the quarterback room in a sense of depth. Guys, there's a lot of programs. Alabama last season, Mac Jones, Bryce Young. Mac Jones, Bryce Young. So, that's the two that they had. That's a, that's a problem all across the country. It's not just a problem at LSU. And I know that that gets talked about at nauseam. And LSU fans don't want to hear that, but that's just the truth, okay? That's not an LSU problem. That's a national problem. That's a national problem. I feel for these coaches because how do you um, – I don't even know how – or why this is saying that. But 
it's just a problem all across the board. Mark also says 13 players have the same number on one team. So how is that going to work with name, image, and likeness and jersey sales? I don't know. And 13 players don't have the same number. Um, Just the name on the back, really. I mean, they're going to have to start putting names on backs. And look, let me let me make this very clear very quickly. If you think LSU is not going to profit, profit off a of name, image, and likeness, you are crazy. You're crazy. They're going to... They're going to make so much damn money off a of name, image, and likeness. It is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Mark says, I just looked it up. When he's talking about none that are going to play. Name the 13. Name the 13. I mean, you might have two or th- two or three, but not one of those kids aren't going to play, and they all play on the same side of the ball. So... um, and Robert says they re- they uh, release regional hosts towards the end of the SEC tournament. Yeah, look, I think LSU with a win, sure, clut in, uh, sure clear in um, with that. Look, they're 29th, uh, 29th, and I think when the coaches poll and stuff like that, they're in. I mean, unless they lose 28-2, to two, <laughs> I think that they're in. They're a top 30 team. They're, and they won't LSU in. Let me get back to this very quickly when Mark talks about name, image, and likeness. If you think that LSU is not going to come up with a partnership with these kids to sell their jerseys in the bookstore that has their number and name on the back of their jerseys, you're crazy. There's already built the in the bill of name, image, and likeness for this state, for example, that um, LSU will get – so, for example, if I'm an LSU player and I sell a hat with purple the LSU purple and gold on and – I uh, you have to get in a partnership with LSU to use those colors, like how LSU gets paid from Raising Canes um, to have the Ed Orgeron in a purple shirt. It doesn't have the LSU emblem on it, okay, but it's the LSU purple, which everybody knows what that means. So they get paid from that. LSU is going to get – you can't convince me. You cannot convince me now that the schools are in a partnership with these athletes that if a Joe Burrow says, yeah, LSU, you can sell my jersey, give me 70%, you take 30%, and they say, yeah, or 50-50, whatever the split's going to be, I have a Joe Burrow. Look, as as we're renovating the AYS studios, I have a po- I have a, a painting from my good friend Todd Kepper um, behind there, and my wife just got it framed. I'm going to send that to Todd. I know he's going to love him. Uh, he's going to love hearing me uh, give him a shout out on uh, the show. But we're going to be putting it like right here. I mean, look, everything. I mean, come on. They're going to make so much money. It's just ridiculous the amounts. Last one. We're getting out of here. Uh, Jonathan says, if LSU runs the table in the SEC tournament, do you think that they could pull a host? I don't know that. I don't, I don't know that. That, that that'd be tough. I don't know that. Maybe I don't know. I, I I don't know that. We'll have to bring somebody on that could that could tell me better than that. All right, guys, we will see you guys tomorrow. Uh, we do have an LSU game. What is it at four thirty? So we'll have a good time at, at, at breaking that down after that. But until the guys, guys, we will see you tomorrow. Hold the rope for your LSU Tigers. We'll see you again soon. Have a good night. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.